This week's episode is sponsored by Jagged Edge Productions and ITN Studios' Winnie the Pooh, Blood and Honey 2. Only in theaters, March 26th to March 28th. The suspenseful and thrilling sequel to last year's immense hit, Winnie the Pooh, Blood and Honey, amplifies the gore factor with ten times the number of kills to put fans both new and old at the edge of their seats. After Christopher Robin reveals their existence, Winnie the Pooh, Piglet, Tigger, and Owl land on the endangered species list as hard targets. Unwilling to hide in the shadows, the ultimate scream team embarks on a murderous rampage through the town of Ashdown to get their revenge on Christopher Robin, once and for all. So don't miss out, and mark your calendars to catch the limited engagement of Winnie the Pooh, Blood and Honey 2, only in theaters March 26th to March 28th. Tickets are available now. You've worked hard for what you have, your money, your assets, your 401k, and home. Isn't it all worth protecting? Nearly one in four consumers have been a victim of identity theft. LifeLock Ultimate Plus helps protect your finances with up to $3 million in reimbursement. LifeLock alerts you to identity threats you might miss. And if your identity is stolen, your dedicated U.S.-based restoration specialist will work to fix it. Let LifeLock help protect what you've worked so hard for. Save 25% off your first year on LifeLock Ultimate Plus at LifeLock.com aware. Terms apply. Creepy is proud to be a part of the Bloody Disgusting Podcast Network. This podcast and the 31 Days of Horror is made possible thanks to our patrons. So please join me in welcoming and thanking new patrons, Chris G., Jeremy Newton, Maddie A., Dominique Cucaro, Kenyon Hawking, Richard, and Alicia Louise. Our patrons make this show possible. That's why for all of October 2019, new patrons at the $5 and above level get, in addition to their regular rewards, a limited edition creepy podcast refrigerator magnet. So for $5, you get the shout-out, early commercial-free access to all new episodes and past episodes, immediate access to over 400 Patreon-exclusive episodes, four new bonus episodes every week, and a limited edition creepy refrigerator magnet. If you'd like to see how you can support this podcast and get rewards on top of rewards for doing so, please check out patreon.com slash creepypod. And after today's show, please go check out our friends over at the Copperheart Podcast. Copperheart is an audio drama set in an alternate reality during the nuclear winter. Over 2,000 people, civilians, scientists, and military personnel, live underground in a multi-level bunker in Groom Lake, Nevada. They're all just waiting out the clock, preparing future generations to reclaim the surface of the earth until a visitor arrives. You might also recognize the voices of a few of the actors as narrators from the Creepy Podcast. Check out their link in the show notes and give them a listen. And while you're at it, give them a good review. No one podcasts alone. Now... This is Creepy, a podcast dedicated to sharing the most famous, chilling, and disturbing creepypastas and urban legends in the world. Whether these stories truly happened or are simply fabrications is for you to decide. These stories may contain graphic depictions of violence and explicit language. Listener discretion is advised. Creepy presents The 31 Days of Horror, Day 8. 
the man who looked down. Before you listen to this, make sure you're alone. If you're in a room, close the door. If you're by a window, look outside and make sure there's no one there. The only way others should know about this story is by reading it or listening to it themselves. Do not repeat this out loud to anyone. He will hear you. But you are able to read it to yourself or record yourself. Right now, these are the only two exceptions I know about. Once you think you're alone, look at the screen and don't take your eyes off until you've finished reading or listening to a recording. He'll know if you look away. It started on Sunday, November 4th, 2012. I'm in my senior year of high school and I have, well, had a wonderful girlfriend. We were at my house, mourning about school the next day and terribly bored. She came over so I could help her with the project she just had to be due the next day. I'd hoped to be able to fool around a little, but she needed this A or she'd fail the marking period. We finished around 8 o'clock and she didn't need to leave until 10. So we still had two hours with each other and the only other person who was home was my little 8-year-old sister whom I had to babysit. My parents were at some dinner meeting until 10, but I knew them too well. They'd be home around midnight, but I wanted to play it safe because they don't allow my girlfriend over past 8. They were afraid I'd get her pregnant or something. We went on the internet because there was nothing else to do. She wasn't in the mood to fool around and I couldn't stand another homework assignment. The internet was the only means of accepting these dull hours. We watched videos on YouTube for a while, looking up the newest popular videos until we ended up watching some creepypastas. We both had been watching creepypastas before we were dating, so we knew what to expect and we had a hard time becoming truly scared of them like we used to. We kept trying to find some that would scare us, but the videos we watched weren't as scary as we'd hoped. By now it was almost 9.30 and we were upset that none of the videos we watched were creeping us out. We were about to give up on searching until I saw this unusual thumbtack. All it showed was a man standing with his head looking down and hair covering his face. What was strange about the thumbtack was that there was no time limit and no author, just the title that read... The man who looked down. We both agreed this would be the final video, and if it didn't creep us out, we would give up. I moved my mouse to press the video link, and the moment I pressed it, the video went into full screen, and the man I saw in the thumbtack was standing there. I moved my mouse around to find the loading bar, but it wasn't there. I pressed escape on my keyboard to get out of full screen, but the screen didn't move. For a second, I thought the computer was frozen, but in the video, the man was standing in what seemed to be a front lawn of a house I've never seen before, and the tree next to him was moving with the wind. My girlfriend and I had no idea what was going on, but I never took my eyes away from the screen because I felt like there was something I had to see, and if I took my eyes away for any moment, I would miss something. I don't know how long my girlfriend and I stared at that man, waiting for something, It felt like a couple minutes, but while I was staring at him, I felt like something was wrong, like something was changing me. I actually felt scared. I don't know if my girlfriend felt it, 
but I didn't have time to think about that before I felt something grab my shoulder so tight the nails pierced my skin. I turned around to see the face of my father. He opened his mouth to say something but was interrupted by my girlfriend's ear-shattering scream. I whirled back around almost screamed myself. The man had looked up. I must have run closer to the screen because all I could see was his face now staring at me. The background was now completely white. The hair was out of the way to show his disfigured face. His nose was torn and left nostril, allowing people to look inside of the hole into his head. His mouth was opening larger than any normal human could bear. Part of his cheek was missing with a hole about the size of a large fist. He had no tongue and no top row of teeth. Only a bottom row of dark, chipped teeth that were pure black. But the part of his face that will never leave my mind is his eyes. They were half red and half white. The half white part had red veins protruding out of them, while the red sides had white veins protruding. There was no sound, just him staring through the screen for a couple of seconds before my computer turned itself off. I looked at the clock and it was 12.30. This was impossible, I was thinking. It felt like five minutes. I looked back at my father, who also saw the face and seemed a little shocked himself. He pulled himself together and told my girlfriend to leave. She left without saying goodbye. My father then gave me a talk about disobeying and other shit. But most of the time, I wasn't listening. I was too busy thinking about the man. He seemed to have moved the moment I looked away which I couldn't understand how that could happen. There's also the fact that we started watching it at 9.30 and been interrupted at 12.30. We had been watching the man for three hours straight without looking away or blinking. Once my dad was finished, I had to sleep. I wanted to talk to my girlfriend about the video and what happened. I woke up the next morning like normal. I got out of bed, took a shower, and got dressed. I looked out my window for a brief second and noticed something out of the ordinary. It looked like a black smudge on my lawn. I looked again and it was gone. I shook it out of my mind thinking it was some stray cat or raccoon. I walked to the kitchen, grabbed my lunch, and started walking to the door to wait for my bus. At the corner of my eye I saw something move. I turned quickly and ended up staring out my kitchen window. I walked slowly toward it to look outside. When I reached the window, I looked around my lawn slowly, taking in as much detail as I could to see if there was any change. There was nothing. I was staring to get scared until I heard the school bus stop outside. I ran out the door and raced to the bus. Once I reached it, I almost collided with the door to the bus. The driver opened it and I walked onto the shuttle. I sat down quickly and stared out my seat's window. Everything was normal around my lawn. As I was running towards the bus, I had a feeling of being chased. I felt like I was literally running for my life. I wanted to stop thinking about what was happening. So as the bus started moving, I looked away from my window and decided to listen to some music on my iPod. But when I looked away from the window, out of the corner of my eye, I saw something move again. I looked back at my house just in time to see a man standing by on my lawn before the bus moved him out of my vision. 
His hair covered his face as he looked down. Hello, Bill Band here from the All 80s Movies Podcast to tell you about Factor Meals. Eating better is easy with Factor's delicious, ready-to-eat meals. Every fresh, never-frozen meal is chef-crafted, dietitian-approved, and ready to go in just two minutes. You'll have over 35 different options to choose from every week, including Calorie Smart, Protein Plus, and Keto. Also, there are more than 60 add-ons to help you stay fueled up and feeling good all day long. Get as much or as little as you need by choosing your meals every week. Plus, you can pause or reschedule your deliveries anytime. We've done the math. Factor is less expensive than takeout, and every meal is dietitian approved to be nutritious and delicious. What are you waiting for? Get started today and get after your goals. Head to factormeals.com slash 80smovies50 and use code 80smovies50 to get 50% off. That's code 80smovies50 at factormeals.com slash 80smovies50 to get your 50% off today. Waiting on a tax return? Hopefully it ends up in your hands. Fraudulent tax returns due to identity theft increased by 30% in 2023. If you're in a bind this tax season, LifeLock can help. Our U.S.-based restoration specialists are experts dedicated to helping solve your identity theft issues. And all LifeLock plans are backed by the Million Dollar Protection Package. So we'll reimburse you up to the limits of your plan if you lose money due to identity theft. Help protect your information this tax season with LifeLock. Save up to 25% your first year at LifeLock.com aware. I didn't know what to do. Should I call the police? No. The man didn't do anything. Not yet. He was just scaring me. But how did he find me? Did I know him? I needed to talk to my girlfriend about this. I arrived at school and waited till second period to talk to her. It was our only study hall together. Once second period arrived, she didn't show up. I asked her friends where she was and they said they didn't know. I assumed she was sick and I'd visit her after school. Her house wasn't a far walk from our school. This wasn't like her. Her project was due today and if she was sick, she would have texted me or her friends. The moment the last school bell rang, I sprinted to her house. I knocked on her door and there was no response. I slammed on the door loud enough for the neighbors to hear me. Still no response. Even if she wasn't home, my girlfriend's mom as a stay-at-home mom was always home after school. I tried to turn the doorknob and surprisingly, the door was unlocked. I opened the door slowly and yelled in to see if anyone was home. No response. I yelled that I was coming in. I didn't expect a response and I didn't receive one. I walked into darkness. All the lights were off. I felt the wall for the nearest light switch and turned it on. The room was illuminated for a couple seconds before the light bulbs burst. I'm still not sure about what I saw in those short seconds. But I thought there was a quick glimpse of a woman in the doorway of the kitchen. I found some curtains covering a window and opened them. The room was now filled with sunlight. I looked towards the kitchen doorway and it was empty. I didn't go to the kitchen. I didn't feel like I needed to yet. I went upstairs to my girlfriend's room instead. I opened the door to her room and stopped. I was hit with an unexplainable, horrible stench. My eyes burned. 
Once my eyes were able to dilate, I saw her. And him. My girlfriend was on the floor kneeling, looking directly at the man. Almost every inch of her body was sliced open and bloody. I just stood there, horrified at what I was witnessing. It seemed like an eternity of staring at the man and my girlfriend before my girlfriend finally spoke. All she was able to say to me was, I'm sorry. Then she turned around to look at me and her eyes. Dear God, her eyes. They were sliced down the middle of each, making one half red, the other white. I only had time to hold up my hand to try and grab her before the man, no, monster, fell on her. It started to rip off her skin and devour her like a wild animal. I could only stand there and watch. Her heart-wrenching scream must have filled the entire neighborhood's ears. I tried to run, but the moment I looked away, I got pounced on. The monster slammed me to the ground and started to rip off my skin. Each time its fingers ripped off more skin and shoved it into its horribly disfigured mouth, I just screamed. The screams were almost as loud as my girlfriend's. I don't know how, but I was able to move myself and the monster went to stairs. We toppled down and I felt my arm break. The sound of cracking bone filled the house. The monster fell off me and I was able to get up and run towards the front door. Pain on my back and in my arm was unbearable. I sprinted out the door and tripped on the steps. I felt my face collide in the concrete. My nose was broken and the skin of my face was almost completely torn off. I could still see through one eye as the other was covered in blood. It was standing in the doorway, looking at me. I was unable to move. I was in so much pain that I wanted to die. I was sure that the monster was going to kill me. But of course that didn't happen because I wouldn't be saying this. He just looked at me for a couple more seconds before finally saying three unforgettable words. Don't look down. And then I blacked out. I woke up in a hospital three days later. That's what my nurse told me. I was in horrible pain, but the medicine helped to ease it a little. I never saw my back since then, but I'm sure the monster tore the skin off until there was only bone. The police came to ask me questions about what had happened. I tried to tell them everything, but as I continued to tell the story, it seemed more and more unbelievable. They thought I was crazy. They stopped the search for my girlfriend's killer days later because of unreliable evidence. The day they stopped the search was also the day I had gotten the news. My father had gone off-road and crashed into some forest. When the police found his car, my father was not inside of it. His body's not been found to this day. I'm sure that man had gotten him. He was known as my father, so the man probably devoured everything. I left the hospital months later with an almost unrecognizable face, a crooked back, and a broken mind. 
I went home to find only my mother. She had hung herself. I didn't bother to call the police. I went straight to my computer to find that video. After backtracking through my history, I found the video before the man who looked down video. But it wasn't there. The video that had changed my life was gone. I gave up shortly after looking through other videos. I closed the web browser and started recording this. Halfway through, I got an email. It was a video link. I knew it was the man, but I forced myself to click the link. There he was, standing in front of another house. But this house was familiar. It was familiar because it was my house. He's behind me. I can hear his soft wheezing. I can smell his horrible, death-soaked breath. I can feel his eyes staring at me. He isn't looking down. He's looking at me. He's looking for his victims on the internet. I'm recording this as a warning to everyone. Don't look for me. For once I get this story somewhere on the internet, I will turn around and look down. My only regret is leaving my little sister all alone. Please forgive me, Julie. For more information, including pictures and videos of the stories told on this podcast... Or to suggest stories for future episodes, please visit us at CreepyPod on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook. Or email us at CreepyPod at gmail.com. All stories told on this podcast can be found at CreepyPastaWikia.com and are protected by a Creative Commons license. Some rights reserved unless otherwise stated. Waiting on a tax return? Hopefully it ends up in your hands. Fraudulent tax returns due to identity theft increased by 30% in 2023. If you're in a bind this tax season, LifeLock can help. Our U.S.-based restoration specialists are experts dedicated to helping solve your identity theft issues. And all LifeLock plans are backed by the Million Dollar Protection Package. So we'll reimburse you up to the limits of your plan if you lose money due to identity theft. Help protect your information this tax season with LifeLock. Save up to 25% your first year at LifeLock.com aware. Item number SCP-5186. SCP-7160. SCP-7533. Object class. Euclid. Keter. Safe. Special containment procedures. Spreading across the hemisphere and kicking up vast amounts of ash and dust. <laughs> the only thing I could hear was 7219 <laughs> laughing. Do you remember your name? Heartland Counseling. Appointment update. I feel them again.
Heartland Counseling. Appointment update. They're in my ears! Heartland Counseling. Appointment update. Nobody understands! SCP Archives is a weekly fiction podcast. Each episode, we dive into the strange, the unknown, and the... Find us on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or at scparchives.com.